Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I thought that I would take a moment today and do uh, my own version of an emergency podcast. Um, There's obviously big news today, and um, depending on where you fall in the political spectrum, you're either elated or you're perhaps really depressed. So I thought I would speak for a moment about what just happened, what still might happen, and what to make of it all. So um, maybe it's good to think in two different directions here. The one way, um, like if you're very excited that, you know, finally um, the president was exonerated from everything, 100% exoneration, um, as he claimed in his uh, tweeting, you know, it's um, it's very weird what's going on right now in terms of information and the information that gets provided by news, by um, talk radio, by Facebook, even by jokes, you know, like um, we we get a lot of news these days, even from comedians. Um, It's important to become what, what in the academia, I guess you would call media savvy and information savvy, like to understand what are you getting? Be a little bit more critical about the information that you get and how do you see this information uh, as being potentially skewed in a certain way. So um, on the other side of the game, um, the the information skewing seems sort of infuriating. Um, and that's, I think, a reasonable place to be. And... Um, but in, in the bigger scope of things, the whole idea, the whole decision to put one's, uh, hope and happiness and vindication on receiving a certain outcome from the Mueller investigation is problematic. Um, it's problematic for a practical reason and it's problematic from a yoga reason, from the practical reason, just to get that out of the way, because uh, I know a lot of people are very much trying to rationalize what what's going on. You'll hear a lot in more cons- uh, more liberal leaning um, analyses that um, Attorney General Barr's letter is making light of the potential. Um, bad stuff that's revealed in this report. And so let's just take that off the table. Yeah, that's probably true. And if you're coming from the other side, you might say, yeah, but the conclusion is that X, Y, Z, right? So given either one of those is probably going to occupy us for a long time coming. The other part that I want to talk about and is more appropriate for this podcast to talk about is what is the yoga um, reason not to get too caught up in the outcome. And it it boils right down to, you can't ever get too wrapped up in an outcome of anything and expect to be in the place that yogis consider 
sattva guna, yogis consider the balance place. That rather, when we're actively doing something, meaning we want it a certain way, or whether you've given up on something, you you just, ugh, like in anger or in frustration or in defeat, you, you say, all right, I just don't care. Both of those are detrimental to one's yoga practice. And the yoga practice that I'm talking about is the ability to be calm, let your mind go quiet, and to access the whole of your inspiration and your insight and your intuition and your wisdom and to bring that out into life, right? But to also have a perspective that lets you transcend the craziness of life. So that is what's harmed when you are either in rajas, the active, or tamas, the withdrawn, the given up place, right? But also when you're pursuing things in life, also being rajasic or tamasic, aggressive or withdrawn, is uh, attaching you to the outcome in a way that is usually not so valuable. And I learned this lesson um, in a in a funny way, in a in a kind of a similar way. When I had I was good acquaintances with an attorney, and he worked in the environmental realm, and I was living in California, and our bay in Santa Monica had problems, and so we were trying to address those problems. And I went to a public hearing, and there were officials seated at a table, and you were invited to ask questions. And when my friend, who I was looking at, kind of like we looked at Robert Mueller to somehow save the day, when I uh, saw him get up to ask the question, I was like, aha, here it goes. He's going to give them the whole thing of why the environment is so important and <clears throat> how they're doing um, a terrible job at, at you know taking care of our mother and all of that kind of stuff. Instead, he asked some really tiny question about some specific, um, like a, a, not a law, but a, a regulation or something like that. He asked the question and he got the answer, got an answer. And after the hearing, I went up to him and I said, you know, why, why did you avoid like the opportunity to really lay into them and, and instead just ask this little question? And he said, they don't care about the big picture of our policy position in general. But this little law that I quoted, that has the potential to actually make a change in what's going on right here. So by staying emotionally balanced, right, he was able to identify what's the right stroke to take in order to have a desired outcome. So with what's going on right now, there's been a lot of reporting, especially as this um, investigation has gone on and on and on and people have been indicted and the, indictment, the indictments early on were all about Russian hacking. You know, we sort of lost track of some of the, some of the important stuff by getting too enmeshed in our passion about um, the, the righteousness of it all, right? The, and um, 
You know, we, we elected a president who has a certain moral lack, and that's just been evident from the get-go. And one of the things that really fell out of the view as we went through all these investigations and then the investigations uh, allowed us to find some of the other sort of dirty financial dealings that were going on, we missed this one little component, which was that Russia took actions that were essentially an attack on our elections. Uh, on Janet Napolitano on a nice conversation with Brian Lehrer on WNYC this morning said, it was an attack on a part of our infrastructure, our voting infrastructure that allows our elections and our government to function properly. There was an attack on that infrastructure. And the one thing that um, all of this discussion about there's no collusion, there's no Russian interference, there's all, all this uh, you know, hyperbole from the administration was that we have not looked into as a Congress, as a people, um, into that. Now, I have suspicions and certainly hopes that the Justice Department has been looking into that, that the, uh, the NSA has been looking into that, that the, or the institutions of our government are still functioning in ways that are taking on this threat. I mean, it's like, I, I don't understand why this isn't called war, but a threat to this particular aspect of our infrastructure. But that's something that's going to have to take a priority now because we have another election coming up and it's going to be just as important, right? So any focus that you want to de dedicate to something might be well spent on that particular point. What are we doing about Russian interference in 2020, right? And between now and 2020. So that's one thing. Paying more attention to where you get your news and what is this news? And are there other people collaborating what you're hearing on Facebook or what you're hearing from a particular comedian, what you're hearing in an email from, you know, some far edge fringe group uh, that happens to agree with your, align with your politics. You know, is there someone else? Can you spend a little bit of time on the other side's media and see how are they spinning this? How are they, what are they emphasizing in this? Um, is my way of getting the information always twisting the story in the same way? And is there something that I could take a more like clear view that yes, this is true, but also, you know, this is also true. And maybe there's putting too much emphasis on one side of it. So get more media savvy, get more literate about sources, use fact checking when, whenever possible. There are good organizations online that do fact checking from a neutral place. There are good sites that even tell you what media, where media falls in the spectrum of very liberal to very conservative and um, how they use language to rev you up around the things you already believe. So, you know, get savvy on that stuff. So that's one area. Get Russia out of our elections in 2020. And then the rest of the stuff is that you know, there's going to be, because of the, the way the news media is set up right now, there's going to be outcries about 
the um, further investigations or further questioning uh, when Trump was quote unquote exonerated, that those are partisan. They're not partisan. They're just not helpful to Republicans. And so you're going to hear that. And it doesn't make sense to get mad about it, but rather like my lawyer friend back in California, you just need to focus on the things that are going to make a difference. So support for your Congress people who are taking part in uh, the, you know, the judiciary uh, committees and stuff like that. That's going to be useful. Uh, getting in fights over stuff, not going to be useful. Getting in fights on Facebook, not going to be useful. Spending a ton of time on Twitter, not going to be very useful, right? Unless you're using it as a way to find good news sources. So um, taking time to nourish yourself, to be in a good state of mind for yourself, to do some things that are the wonderful parts of life so you're not dragged down into the depressiveness of politics and the anger and the dreck of what our president is always tweeting about, that, those things are going to be helpful. So what I'm talking about is balance. Balance sattva guna, balance in all the areas of your life to try to find how can I continue to pay attention to governance, right? Maybe not pay so much attention to the political show, but politics as much as you need to in order to help be effective, all right? So if you have questions about any of this stuff, you can always email me, peterspodcast108 at gmail.com. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for that. So uh, you, can, you can write me if you need something. And if you have comments, you can always comment on Simplecast or um, on my Facebook page, Peter Furco, author on Facebook. Um, there's a mantra that helps us to align with the truth of things, the wisdom of things. And if you'd like, you can use that. Uh, Om Namah Shivaya. And you can repeat that nine times. If you have a mala that you wear as jewelry, a mala is uh, 108 beads. 108 is a magic number, and chanting a mala 108 times is an excellent way to bring the vibration of that energy into you. So you might take your mala off your neck and put it between your thumb and index finger and silently repeat that mantra as you thumb your way through those 108 beads. All right. Wonderful to get a chance to chat with you always. Um, I'll have a nice conversation uh, further on in the week. So stay tuned. Namaste. Mm -hmm.